They sleep on us every year. What, I mean, what's new? I mean, that's a question you already knew. Um, but we like being under the radar. You know, they were who we thought they were. If you want to crown them, crown them. They still got to play football. And welcome, everyone, back to the Left Coast Gamblers. Those words you heard were from Delaney Walker himself, tight end of the Tennessee Titans, who gave a shellacking, a beatdown to everyone's favorite Cinderella team, those Cleveland Browns. And it is true, guys, if you want to crown them, crown their ass, and we're ready to crown some teams today. Week two of the Left Coast Gamblers is upon us. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm with Matthew Dangles, Daniel Antonio, and Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer, Crookston. And we are here to give you the gambles, to give you money, to help you raise, make make your rent payment, make your car payment, take some of your hard-earned cash, put it on the bets that we're going to give you at the end of the show because we are all doing very, very well with these bets. I'm excited to dive into week two. It's going to be a tumultuous week. We had some amazing games from Thursday all the way to Monday night. Well, the Thursday game was a little bit of a dud, but I was certainly happy as a Green Bay fan. Monday night mm-hmm. had two fantastic games. I cannot wait to for the slate that comes up. We will be doing our king of the coast the best bets at the end of the show we will be doing the pick'em where dangles had an amazing week again we will be doing gravestones everybody's favorite game where we put a team in the dirt and we're going to open the show right now talking about what everyone likes to talk about after week one and that's the overreactions that you have with these teams some of these teams came out and lit the world on fire like baltimore over miami some of these teams out came out and left a dud like cleveland did what is true and what is false about these teams we're going to tell you next but first I do want to say this. What you're not going to hear from this podcast today is anything about Antonio Brown and what is going on with that man. And that is for two reasons. One, you've heard it everywhere else. Everyone has an opinion on AB. You can hear that opinion anywhere you want to go. This ain't the show for it. And two, by the time we release this podcast, it's not long either. We don't take a long time to record, edit, and release this podcast. A million things might have changed in that man's life. It happened so fast with him, and I'm not comfortable enough to start talking about <laughs> we AB. We also just don't know it now. We're, we're leaving it on the table. See you later. We'll see if he plays in week two. Let's move on, though. Before we get going, Drew. Yes, sir. You spent week one of the NFL doing something that I have only ever dreamed of. You spent week one of the NFL season in the capital of gambling, Las Vegas, Nevada itself. You had some fun. You spent some dollars. You watched your Detroit Lions piss away a lead. All of the above is true. I cannot wait to hear a little bit about your experience week one in the NFL at the Sportsbook. It was wild, as you might imagine, boys. Uh, we had a place at the Venetian mm. uh, there for a bachelor party, and Sunday we got a nice table at Lagasse Stadium, the Plaza, which is kind of like a sports book, yep. like a stadium. Um, food, beverage, the whole nine yards, and uh, so when you sorry, when you say it's like a stadium, it's like the full out audience, like seating. a movie theater type yeah, thing. Exactly. Oh my god, yes. that's awesome! Yeah, you know, it's awesome stadium seating, um, and obviously every game on. And it's just you just can't like you can't describe the level of excitement, intensity, anticipation watching the Washington Redskins <laughs> drive down the field trying to get that just elusive backdoor cover. And my God, just the the the, the sight of tickets going everywhere and people going nuts and hugging and jumping them down. It, it's just, there's nothing like it because as we know, that game was well in hand. But yeah. 
a lot of money changed hands. My Absolutely, friend. that's the beauty of it. Because you have every table, I presume, has a million bets going every each way. You Absolutely. hear cheers coming from all corners and stuff, and you guys yourselves are having all your drinks and throwing money down as well. It's got to be a crazy atmosphere. I actually ran like a four four around the bar when the Bills <laughs> took a touchdown there. I was going crazy. Uh, as we know, maybe I'm you a, can go replace Geronimo Allison uh, on the pack. You know, I, I it was funny. Like I saw that touchdown go down, and I just it's just instinct. You just take off, and you just hope you don't just you know hit a nice server. <laughs> I like that. I like that. And uh, the shirt you're wearing right now, Drew, that obviously the listeners can't see at home. Yes. Will you explain a little bit of what that shirt means and what you did when you were in Vegas? Absolutely. So the World Series of Sports betting is considered the uh, super contest held at the Westgate each year. Mm-hmm. Now you have to be uh, lost, or sorry, you have to be a Nevada resident to enter this contest. But oh. recently, they've allowed you to make picks through a proxy. Uh-huh. So I have an investor, uh, a dear friend of mine, who put up the fifteen hundred buckaroos, whew, and whew. he entered us in the contest. It was literally uh, like a dream come true. And so to be there to meet with a proxy. Um, to sign up for this contest with over 3,000 entries. That's crazy. And uh, I think it's a cool, you know, and so, $3 million if you win or something Jesus. like that. But and it pays what out. Do you, it pays what out do you do on. each week? It's very simple. So you pick five games against the spread each week, and you're awarded a point for a win. You're awarded a half point for a push, and that's it. Okay, and then by the end of it, the mo- person with the most points wins almost $3 million. That's correct. Wow. That's amazing. I love that, like, the meeting with the proxy. Did you have to, like, hand him, like, the briefcase of money? You know what I mean? Like, how <laughs> she, that? She's actually a female, very nice, very nice lady. Okay. And, uh, yeah, she just set us up with an email address, and then we went and, uh, paid our entry free, uh, entry fee and signed up. And it, it did. It was like, it, I was like, man, it, it felt like, you know, for a poker player entering the World Series of Poker. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. It's just, it was just the same thing. You're sitting down, and, and it's cool because you get a stack your knowledge up against with, you know, the best in the world. Yeah. That's and, not. Uh, I mean, that's not piss money. That's a lot of money to be put oh, down. Oh well, you know, I think a hundred place pays something like you know four grand or something. That's so, perfect. That's perfect. So uh, no, it was a, it was it was a thrill and even better news. Uh, spoiler alert: um, won my first three games. Mm. Ended the week four and one. It's very happy. There you Tied go. for sixty first. Don't good. sleep on me. That's Tied good. for sixty first. I like right. that. Four and one in your first bets, and then you can go as you listening at home if you want to follow Drew and see how he does in the Super Contest. The standings are live in the West Case West Gate Las Vegas Super Contest. His team name is Alabama eighty. Alabama Roll Tide. 80. He's rolling tide right up through it. Four and one in the Super Contest. Dangles had a great week gambling. I had a great week gambling. I'm very excited to get to our bets. That's coming at the end of the show. But first, Dangles, we talked about this. Week one has happened. We've seen these teams now. Every one of them has played. Some have won. Some has lost. And two idiots tied. But we know a little bit about these teams. The key is, though, this week is huge. This week two is pivotal because all of these games that just happened in week one might be false. They might be like smoke signals. They might be red herring, seeing what teams are good and what teams are bad. A lot of teams make an imprint in week one, whether it's good or bad, and completely change throughout the course of the season. Week two is huge because you get to see them against another opponent, and you get to see exactly who they are, a little bit more knowledge about each team. But I want to go through some of these games. I want to go through some of the big events that happened and know what do you think is a real thing that happened in week one, and what do you think is an overreaction? Just to start us off, that Thursday night game where my Packers won a very sloppy, very ugly 10-3 to game where the punter should have been MVP. I want to know. 
That Green Bay defense stifled Mitch Trubisky. So in your opinion, Dangles, very quickly, do you think that Green Bay defense is as good as advertised from Thursday night, or do you think Mitch Trubisky in that offense is going to have real trouble scoring points this year? I think the Green Bay defense is better than it has been in previous years, uh, and I don't, I don't think they are world beaters. I don't think they are going to be holding teams to under six points every single game mm. or under a touchdown every single game. I do think they're bad. I think you got because you know last year they drafted a lot of young guys into that secondary. Jair Alexander, um, J- uh, Josh, Josh Jackson, Jackson. Uh, is another one. I mean, Kevin King isn't exactly yep. a guy who's been around for a long time. They have year. a lot of young talent yep. in that secondary, and I think teams came in and knew they could kind of pick apart that secondary. They could go deep on the Packers, and that's where you know they would be able to take advantage of some inexperience. This year, these guys have another year under their belt. The rookies are no longer rookies. Yep. I think you're going to sort of see that you know come around, and who knows? Maybe Clay Matthews not being in the locker room anymore is more helpful than than, than we all realize. Makes me happy. You know what I mean? I know it makes you happy as a Packer fan. But um, his, his replacement, Zadarius Smith, led the league in QB pressures last week. I also think, though, if Mitch, on the other side of things, if Mitch Trubisky doesn't improve his decision-making, he's going to be in for a long ride. Mitch looked terrible. Looked terrible. And there were a lot of throws that he missed where those receivers were open, where I think this week's matchup, Kirk Cousins and the Vikings, are going to hit those throws. You so, in my opinion, I think it's the Mitch Trubisky is, is in trouble. It's strange. And they didn't really utilize their – I can't – I'll have to look up the stat here and see if, if that is actually – Craig. Okay, Allen Robinson had the most targets out of anybody, yes. but they lined up Tariq Cohen as a wide receiver on a ton of snaps. He yep. had eight catches for, for 49 yards. I don't know how many snaps it was that he lined up as a wide receiver, a but lot. it was more than he lined up in the backfield yep. as a running back, which was which was weird, and they handed the ball off to Mike Davis a lot, and David Montgomery didn't get involved. In my, in my opinion, it was, it was a lot a of... Weird... I don't want to take too long in this game. It happened almost a week ago, but this game, uh, Matt Nagy was just too cute the whole time, in my opinion. Trubisky, 26 of 45. 228 touch, uh, 20 yards, no touchdowns, and a pick. He was sacked five, count him five times. Yep. Quick question for you, Tony. Yeah. Uh, as fans of opposite teams on the NFC North, is there any mutual enjoyment we can get out of a worse fan base having bad reaction videos when their team just sucks? Chicago's great for oh that. My God, oh, my God. Chicago's just, they, great for that. They're all hyped up all season. And, you know, people kind of talking about, you better watch out for Mitch and, and to see him fall flat in his face. You just couldn't help I mean, again, but just have a little, it's just week a little one. smile on it's your great. heart. It's week one. I mean, they were a playoff team heart. last year, and he didn't need – We need he to find out. Exactly. He didn't, need his, uh, he didn't need to be a great quarterback last year to get uh, the Bears to the playoffs. Now, who has – I th- who do you think has the most pressure on them in week two, and it, how can it not be the Cleveland Browns? Because what they did against Tennessee at home, when all the all the whole world is expecting them to be a playoff team, we picked them to make the playoffs in this podcast. Yes, Cleveland did. Browns, to lose by 30, to have your left tackle get kicked out for kicking a guy, to lose by 30 because you gave up X amount of turnovers and 180 yards and penalties. Mike Vrabel said it best. He wanted his team to play physical through the whistle because he knew that the other team that he was facing was not disciplined enough to not make mistakes and get penalties. So many personal fouls on that team. Is Cleveland in trouble, or is this just a game against a tough defense that took it to him? I think on the panic meter, you got on a scale of one to ten. I think it's right at a five. Yeah, you, they definitely have to correct a lot of stuff. They have a big game in New York this week. You don't want to go zero and two, especially on national TV. But that was a flat out embarrassment. I, I thought it was so funny the narrative that so many people were commenting on that. Uh, Jim Nance and Tony Romo were there as the number one. Yep. See, so they show up in Cleveland. Like, what yep. are they watching here? Yep. The Titans just roll them over. And uh, I know I give that I was the best bet on this podcast. Yes, ten you did. days. Ten days prior to kickoff, um, <laughs> I will have you know, uh, come kickoff in Vegas, I was not putting any money on them and uh very interesting it was just baker seemed it wasn't even that his stats were his stats were awful with three picks but he looked a little 
He looks a little lost out there. Yep. So, um, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna definitely put them in gravestones this week. Yeah. But at the same time, um, they need to improve very quickly. I'm not quite as high on the panic meter as as Drew is. I'm, I'm maybe hovering more around a two. Oh, this wow. was a seven. Okay. This was a seven win team without Odell Beckham Jr. last year. Mm. You know, without, I mean, who knows what they look like once Kareem Hunt comes back? But this, the, you know, they've added some pieces in this yeah. off season. Um, obviously, you do have the fr- the brand new head coach, which makes a difference. But this was a seven team win team last year without the pieces that they have now I think they're a more athletic team than they were in the past I think their defense is better this year it will be better this year than it has been in the past so I'm not really that worried about the Browns I think the Titans just came out and you know socked them in the mouth had a good had a good day out there the Titans were one of many teams that proved me wrong in week one because you gotta you you know we all make these predictions before the games start but you gotta realize week one if you're wrong you gotta go opposite in Tennessee I was wrong on that defense is gonna win them a hell of a lot of games you know what other team I was wrong on the Detroit Lions the Detroit Lions went into Arizona and took it to Kyler Murray, that defense especially, took it to Kyler Murray and these new-look Cardinals, had his old line sacking his own quarterback. That's how much they were beating these Cardinals up. And then the Cardinals score 17 unanswered points, 17 unanswered points in the end of the game to make it a tie and bring it into overtime. Both teams trade field goals, game's over, ends in a tie. Drew, you are the Detroit Lions fan. Am I war- more worried about Detroit being the same old Detroit or... Or did Kyler Murray unlock something and we're going to have Kyler Murray running all over teams for the next few weeks? It was 18 points, Tony. Sorry. So sorry to get that <laughs> wrong. What can I say? I've watched this my entire life. Uh-huh. Uh, in fact, there was a statement made to me. Uh, our good dear friend at his bachelor party, Brett Green, had mm-hmm. a nice ticket on the mm-hmm. Lions money line. I said, yeah, I want to count that as done yet. Yeah. In the middle of the third quarter, sure enough, ends up in a tie. You really can't explain it. I'll say this about the Lions. They win games they're not supposed to, and they lose games that they have no business losing. So you think it's the same old Lions? I think I, I, I'm not. Believe it or not, I'm not freaking out as a Lions fan. I, I would. Be. I, 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 I know. Well, I, I know you would yeah. be because you know. Yeah. You're that. You're not accustomed to that. Yeah. But as a Lions fan, let me tell you, just it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. The fact that we have T.J. Hawkinson, the next coming of Gronk, is, is exciting. He looked great. Their defense looked. Awesome for three quarters. Correct, and I think honestly it comes down to coaching. You're, you're yourself, yeah. Patricia, he's he's got to do better. Um, that was that. Was a and shit and show. and I, I I guess my my impression of Kyler and, and the Cliff show was very very average. Listen, in my opinion, I, I told this to you off air that that locker room now after that Detroit game, that tie feels so much more like a loss than oh, Houston's yeah. loss to oh, New yeah. Orleans does. Yeah. I'm still not sold that the Lions are a better team this year than they were last year. I'm think, sorry. I'm I just think not. I'm off the train myself. You know, I, I know you guys were pretty hot on them, and I get it, and there's reason to be optimistic, but I, I guess I just don't, I, I don't know. I'm not convinced that the pieces yeah. are all there yet. They haven't really done anything. To, I mean, didn't seem to, I, I don't know. Again, it's Matt Patricia's second year. I want to see him succeed. He's, he's a former Patriot. Like, yeah. I like the guy. He helped this win Super Bowls, but I don't just don't know if enough has changed in the Lions culture and the you know just the way things are there for them to start being a winning franchise. I don't know if they believe that they're a winning franchise yet. They're going to find out Sunday. That's a big game. Big game on you Sunday. You can't go 0 1 and 1. No, you can't. And uh, we will see. That pick tie them, is them. already an annoying thing. I'm like, you, you, how do you do that him. thing in the? Fr- I was going to say in the first week of the season, if you are literally staring down the barrel of make the playoffs or not in mm-hmm. Week 17, and you mm-hmm. got an in division. I'm not sure who their Week 17 
team game is, but you got you know that an, tie an, hurts. That tie is going to hurt matchup, you in the standings. That really does hurt it, in the standings. It hurt Minnesota last year. It's going to hurt Detroit this year. Listen, the last game I want to talk about because we're about to go into gravestones where we take a team and we put them into the ground, and say they're not going to make the playoffs. Packers final game for the one, Lions, by the way. One team had a big had a big hopes had big hopes for this uh, for this season to make the playoffs to bounce back, and those were the Jacksonville Jaguars. The biggest injury news of the year. Nick uh, Nick Foles in week one goes down with a collarbone injury. Jacksonville's hope be dashed to make those playoffs. Before we put him into that grave, though, Mr. Gardner Minshew came in out of nowhere as a rookie and played a hell of a game against those Kansas City Chiefs. So, Dangles, I know you love those Jaguars. Is all hope lost for these Jaguars this year, or do you think Gardner can make them a competitive team? Because I will tell you, the best part of that team was supposed to be their defense, and they got roasted by Kansas City. Yeah, they absolutely did. I I've always I've said many times before that you know the, the Jaguars have made the playoffs before without a quarterback. They yeah. have shown in the past yeah. that they don't need that if their defense plays up to par. Obviously, that didn't happen on Sunday. I don't think we should look. I'm not like b- totally buying in on the Jaguars. I might back off of my "they're going to win the division" thoughts a little bit. Well, but I mean, you the, know, the, uh, Jacoby Brissett is obviously not Andrew Luck. It doesn't look like Tennessee's going away, but that I didn't like Marcus Mariota uh, against Cleveland. And also, when you look at Houston, Deshaun Watson played really well, but also is coming away with a back injury. That kid just cannot stay uninjured. It's just it's not injuries that take him out, but it's nagging stuff that builds no. over time. Jacksonville still has a chance if Minshew is capable. Drew, do you think what you saw out of that guy with the mustache and everything, people like him, but do you think it's a flash in the pan? Or do you think Minshew can actually make this team competitive? I read somewhere where he was like third string on Alabama before yep. he transferred. He bounced over to around a Washington whole State. bunch. Yep. They had like the graphic up when he and came in of just like all the places that he had been and like redshirted right. and everything. And his preseason stats I checked weren't great. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to say, flash in the pan. Yeah, I it's, think it's this a, could it's be over for this them. could be and, and, and it's an interesting test against the Texans. We got to remember too. He came in when the game was well in hand. Yep, he was yes, playing he soft. He's playing soft coverage. The Chiefs don't have a lockdown defense anyway, so yep. we'll see what he does against that Texans pass rush, uh, but it could get ugly. All right, I'm interested to see it. we got games to break down. Let's do it next, but first, we're going into Gravestones. Left Coasters. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for everyone's favorite game, the game of Gravestones. If you're just joining us for the first time, Gravestones is each week one of the hosts picks a team to put into the ground and state that they will not make the playoffs at the end of this season. By the end of it all, by the end of the regular season, each host will have killed 20 teams, leaving 12 teams left, and those are the teams that make the playoffs. Hopefully they have all 12 remaining. So far, each host has killed one team, and this week they're going to kill another one. Going first is Diggity Dangles because he did so well in the weekly pick'em. Second place is Drew, and third is myself, Tony Cavallo. The reason I'm a little bit angry right now is because when you go after another host, you cannot pick the team that they pick to kill this week. So, let us join hands and let's decide who is not going to make the playoffs in this week's version of Gravestones. <laughs> Mr. D'Angelo Antonio. Yes. Last week you killed the Cincinnati Bengals. The whole world is open to you. Who will you throw into that massive pit along with the red-headed Dalton? This week, I'll be heading to the NFC to kill the New York Giants. Wow, already? Already. I'm looking long-term here. Sure, they showed out a little bit against the Cowboys this past week, but... 
got to win 16 games. And they might lose 16 games. <laughs> Eli Manning, though, potentially a fantasy option from week to week uh, as a, as a quarterback. He had a good day. He had a good day. He had a good day. Quit while you're I on said top, a, Daniels. I said a streaming. Quit week while you're to on week. top. Week to week. What is it, a 20-team league? Get out of here. I didn't, I didn't say every Drew, week. you are next. You killed Miami last week, and you cannot touch the Giants. Your team to kill is... I'm also going to the NFC. Ooh. I'm going to the desert. Ooh. I'm going the Arizona Cardinals. Wow. Here's how, I, here's how impressed I was with their tie to the toothless Motor City Kitties. I wasn't. Not at all. Not at all. In fact, their look-ahead lines, they're favored in exactly zero games. <laughs> boy, oh boy. That's going to be an uphill battle. <laughs> Bye-bye, Cliff. Thanks for your social media breaks and practice and your long sleeve t-shirts and your glowing skin and awesome jawline, but six feet under for the Arizona Cardinals. Fair enough, fair enough. R.I.P. Kyler. Lastly is me once again. Last week I killed Dwayne Haskins, Case Keenum, and the Washington Redskins. They played pretty well in week one. the Eagles. They played pretty well in week one. But this week, the team that played the worst in week one were those Miami Dolphins. And I'm sorry, Pick Pickspatrick and Josh Rosen. You're not going to do it this year. Miami, it's all over. And that ends week two of Gravestones. And now we are back to our regular volume left coast gamblers. This is week two. This is the weekly pick em. This is where we go through the whole schedule, all 16 games, and we tell you who is going to win each and every game. Last week, the two hosts that aren't speaking right now did very, very well. Yours truly did not do good at all. I went 9-7, and seven, and I barely went 9-7, and seven, okay? It was not a good week for me. Drew, on the other hand, went 12-4. and four. Only four losses last week for old Drew Dangles. Continuing his trend of winning went 13-3. and 13-3, and, and one of those losses was a tie. So really, you only That's lost so two games. Bogus. Okay, I know I picked the Lions to win that you did. stupid shit too. You did, Ugh. you did, and so thirteen and three really... right now is the Ugh. best is the best weekly record. That's the score you have to beat. Dangles only has three losses on the week. That is the best score so far this season. Let's move on now to week two, starting with the Thursday night game, which has both teams looking to get their first win in the season. Dangles, what do we got on Thursday night? All right, Thursday night in Charlotte. Uh, we are at Bank of America Stadium for Bucks versus Panthers. It's Jameis versus Cam. Yeah, uh, uh, Carolina's big favorite in this, but Carolina also, Cam just looked like he was off. Cam looked like, uh, what about Jameis? Jameis sir? stinks. Okay, there Cam we go. Cam looked like he was off. Yeah. Do you think it's an easy Carolina walk? Yes. Yeah, Dangles, you too. I don't think it's. I don't think it's easy. Um, this this is one of the games that I had considered for my for in a best bets uh, a situation. Yeah. I think it's going to be closer than people think. I do I think, too. I think I think you could probably get away with betting the over in this game. I think it could be high flying. Yeah. Um, because I, I mean, look, Cam's not going to be like this forever, right? Unless his shoulder is like permanently screwed and he just can't pass the ball anymore. He was missing, which I guess could be shots. possible. But that's just yeah. I I just. 
I don't know, maybe for, I want to chalk it up to first game jitters because he's Superman, right? Like, I mean, he's Cam. He's going to come out. I guess I, I, he doesn't have the weapons that he normally does, I guess. There's not a lot uh, in that. It's not weapons. DJ, DJ Moore uh, can't. Christian McCaffrey. It's it's not DJ, DJ Moore can't hang on to the football anymore. They didn't use They didn't use Curtis Samuel as much as I think they probably should have. That shoulder on. looks to be Superman's kryptonite, in my opinion. Well, he's missing easy-ass throws. But you were taking who to win? Uh, I like the Panthers at home. I'm taking Carolina as well. I agree with you, Dangles, though. I would like that Tampa. Bay plus seven. I would look at that hard. Next game, now we're on to Sunday. Oh, by the way, I'm never going to bet a Thursday night game. I just want everyone yes. to know, I'm never going to bet a Thursday night game. Short weeks, it's always fuddled. I'll never touch the over, the under. Just expect collusion and crazy shit to happen on Thursday night. <laughs> Stay away from the game. Sunday. 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 Let's start uh, in Baltimore. M&T Bank Stadium. Cardinals at the Ravens. Oh, my God. Baltimore looked amazing. I think they're going to continue Battle to look amazing. wild quarterbacks. I, How many? You, what you should take is the over on whatever combined rushing yards for quarterbacks I is want, in this game. I was going to say, I thought Detroit's uh, D-line was very good and Arizona's O-line is very bad. I want to see Kyler against a little bit less of a pressure defense, and I'm excited to see him against Baltimore. I still think Baltimore wins. I think so, too. I think they're going to get in his face all day long. I think he's going to, I mean, if he had trouble getting it over the Lions defensive line, he's going to have serious trouble getting it over guys like Brandon Williams and Matthew Judon. Like, they're very, very good linemen, and I, I think it's going to dog him again. I picked the Ravens. In the, in the Battle of the Birds, a Raven would destroy a Cardinal. <laughs> Nature rules. It's always the Ravens. best way to. That's always the Thanks, best way to pick the Thank game. You. Uh, did Tough you, game you to picked pick already, Tony. Yeah, you, went, you went Ravens. All right, let's move on. Cowboys heading to uh, Maryland uh, and uh, to face the Redskins. Yeah, Case Keenum looked really, really good. <laughs> <laughs> no, D- Dangle sometimes I gets in his own way. I stumbled. Uh, uh, <laughs> 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 Packers running old Maryland. <laughs> are they and are they not going to Maryland? They are going to Maryland. That's correct. Um, Landover is the town I was looking for. Um, um, Case Keenum looked pretty good against a very tough Eagles defense. I think Dallas is on another level. I was very impressed with Dak. I'm going with, uh, with Dallas. You guys? I like Dallas as well. I think that offense is for real. They're rolling. Dak is everything we thought he would be, or at least everything I thought he would be. They're going to be tough to beat in that division this year. I agree. Uh, I'm feeling a little sweaty about my Eagles division pick. I'm excited to watch this game, but uh, give me the Cowboys. Okay, we got all three games so far we've all agreed on. Let's see if that changes. All right, moving on, the Colts head to Nashville to take on the Titans well, and Mike Vrabel. I'm telling you right now, Tennessee impressed me the most out of anybody. I'm picking Tennessee I'm to win this game I'm taking Tennessee in that home. defense to win. Home opener? Yeah. I will say. Uh, uh, the best part of Cleveland's offense was their run game, and Marlon Mack had a hell of a game with that O-line for Indy. I think Marlon Mack can do some things on Sunday, but I'm still picking Tennessee. What if I told you there was an AFC South team not named the Texans that I was most impressed with a loss? I love the Colts. I think mm. they're a really good team. They're mm. sleeping for that division. I'm telling you, Marlon Mack, at a bargain of like $695,000, is running all over the NFL. Yep. I like the Colts. Ooh, there you go, Drew. I like the Colts. And the quick little fun fact, the Titans play that awful Thursday night game the next Thursday. That's yep. a little look ahead. Yep. Okay. 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 I see you. It's going to be an interesting game. A little bit of fun. A little bit of fun. Let's uh, head about 500 miles north to Pittsburgh. We have the Seahawks heading to Heinz Field to take on the Steelers, who laid an absolute egg on national television. 33-3 to was your final uh, in Gillette Stadium. Woof. Yeah, that was a bad, bad, bad day for Ben bad Roethlisberger. For bad day for Pittsburgh. Not a good look for them but after they're supposed to be a team free from their bonds. No more Le'Veon, no more Antonio Brown. Certainly didn't seem like they uh, felt very free on Sunday night. But Seattle themselves almost had a headache of a loss against Cincinnati in Seattle. So I wouldn't say Seattle's a, a finished product themselves. No, Absolutely. definitely not. 
Yeah, I, I was know. not impressed with Seattle at all. They were bad. Uh, Pittsburgh always looked terrible, but as you know, um, what's uh, the the Patriots pay rent? Yeah, for yeah. the Steelers. They they know. own the Steelers. Yeah, they own right. right. They or own sorry, the Steelers. The Steelers pay rent. The Steelers pay rent to New England just to exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. They're like the team. They're like dominated. the team that that you know. They're like the D two team that pays the D one team and to goes, go in d- in the first week and lose. Did, did you hear this guy? I, I I best bet on Pittsburgh, and my friend Tony here doesn't alert me that they're just going to get blown out. You should have known that the Pittsburgh is owned by the New England Patriots. You should have nice known. Nice under, by the way, Daniel. You should have known. Great under. I took it as well. Made me some money. But for this pick, I think I'm going to go with Pittsburgh because the best, best thing Seattle does is run the ball. And Pittsburgh, if they did anything on Sunday, was they did pretty well against the run in New England. I think they stop what Seattle does best, and they win one. Pittsburgh. I'm going to go with the Seahawks here. I like them to steal one back. Um, Pittsburgh, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm completely off here. Could uh, be. But yeah. they just looked they looked all kinds of out of sorts uh, in that game on, yes, they on did. Sunday night. And, uh, Drew, break the tie. Give me the Steelers. Steelers. Okay. All right, Dangles, what is next? All right, next up, uh, we go uh, to the Meadowlands. Bills, Giants. Oof, Jesus Christ. Fuck Josh Allen, Give man. me the Bills. <laughs> I'm sorry. Give me Fuck the Bills here. Too. I mean, I'm taking the Bills to win as well, but God damn it. If you watch that game, the, the game, the drive where the Bills took the final touchdown and won on, that was it was it was a big play that happened was a long bomb to a wide receiver on the sideline where Josh Allen threw it on the wrong side of the defensive back. If that defensive back had any ability whatsoever, that's a pick and that's the end of the game. But instead, the wide receiver went from the sideline through the defensive back to the middle of the field to catch the floater that Josh Allen just closed his eyes and threw <laughs> up in the air. I hate Buffalo. I think they suck. They're still going to beat the New York Giants. Devin Singletary sure looked good, though. Tony, 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 can I remind you? No one! Circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. I can't believe we're oh, all in Buffalo. Boy. Next game. Oh, boy. Yeah, moving on. Uh, let's go to Cincinnati. 49ers are in town to face the Bengals. Uh, this is almost one of my best bets. I didn't take it because I think the 49ers are so up and down, but I think the 49ers can win these close games. I just like their team better, and I think uh, 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 Breida is actually a damn good running back. I don't like the injuries since he has. I'm going with San Fran. Yeah, same here. Yeah. I would be hard-pressed to see what uh, San Francisco's game would look like against the Bucks if Jameis hadn't gifted them two touchdowns. Yeah, man. Not a team I'm impressed with. Give me the Bengals. Bengals. You're going with the Bengals. I, I kind of have a lot of money on Cincy to be the worst team in the league, so I'm going to keep betting Fair against enough. them. Fair enough. All right, moving on. We are still in the 10 o'clock slate, by the way. Only three games this week. I don't know, on 10 the games fo- at 10 the o'clock. F- uh, 4 I, o'clock docket. I never docket. get that, Dangles. I never get mm, that. That's 10 games at 10 o'clock. No, it's not the best. You're, there's too many ways to go. I have to go to a bar this Sunday because so I, I have to watch 10 games. But, I mean, can't well, you damn. spread it out? Why do you have to have three games at 4.30? Why can't I have two Monday night games again? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm not love in charge the, of the world. Love the two Man. Monday night game thing, love by the, the way. That's uh, They could do that every week of the season, and I would be a happy camper. What's the next game? Uh, continuing on, we have the Chargers in Detroit against the Lions. Love this game. Love this game. I uh, I picked Detroit to make the playoffs. I could not get off that bandwagon fast enough. I've pulled the 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 release to, to make the bus stop. I've You've hit broken that. the glass broken in case of out. an emergency. Yeah, I've 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 just jumped off the moving this train. Is that case. I am picking the Chargers. I am going to make my money that I lost on Detroit to make the playoffs by betting against the Lions from here on out. I'm going with the Chargers. Very good. I was actually going to maybe make this one of my top three best bets. I passed on it, but I want to give a quick analysis. The Detroit Lions will win this football game. <laughs> Mark my words. I'm a Lions fan. I know. I know. I, di- I didn't think that. I, I didn't know what was going to happen against the the Cardinals. And then they tied. That didn't surprise me. They'll win this game, and I'm going to back it up. Hawkinson's going to be a problem. He's Hunt- good. Hunter Henry is out for four weeks. Yep. 
Darius Slay is like the premier shutdown corner in the league right now. We, they mark him up on Keenan Allen. That pass rush, Rivers is not very nimble, as you know. Mm-hmm. I actually really like this matchup for Detroit. It's yep. a game they just will win, and they'll lose four in a row. So give me the Lions. Okay, Dangles, break the tie. Well, uh, they, it sounds like Mike Williams might potentially be out. I yep. think he got banged up in that game last week. Um, I am still going with the Chargers. I think they are a real football team, and I do not think <laughs> the same thing about the Detroit the Lions. The Chargers really I don't blame me. you guys. But I'm just telling you, just just know that Lions will win. But look, not. hey, if look, if we are wrong, you can come back in here and gloat and say, yeah. I told you so, I told you so, I told you so. You, you want to you put, put a beer on it? Make it do. Okay, two beers. Two Boom. beers. You heard it here first. I got the Chargers. He's got Detroit. Next All right, game. next, uh, moving on. Uh, here we go, Tony. Let's hear what you have to say about this. The Vikings are at Old Lambeau to face off against the Packers. I'm obviously going to pick the Packers. I want to hear what you guys think. Uh, I love the Packers this week. Um, Aaron Rodgers, obviously, with time to prepare, being at home. I just think, you know, the Kirk Cousins, I just, I just can't trust him to win meaningful road games. I just, I, just, can I. I, I just can't do it. And so the Packers... I, I'm I'm very curious about their offense. Obviously, like you said in the opening, you don't know if that was kind of a poor offense or a really good Bears defense. Yep. Um, but I just I, you just can't bet against Rodgers at home ever. So I'm not going to do it here. I like the Packers. I'm a little bit worried about Dalvin Cook. I think that rush. He's off, good. Uh, He's like, good. We stifled the Chicago Bears rush uh, uh, rush offense, but also they did not do what they should have done. Dalvin Cook will run it down our throats 30 times because that's what works for them, and it sets up Kirk in the long run. Dangles, what do you think, my man? I'm going to go with Minnesota here yeah. and just steal one. Uh, uh, I think I don't know. I mean, you know, I think the Vikings are due for uh, you know a little bit better. I mean, they won obviously. Obviously, but um, yep. I, I think they can do better than that. I think the passing game can be better. Yeah, um, Dalvin I Cook think, is scary. But Dalvin Cook is very scary. And this Seriously. kid, Alexander Madison, behind him, he looks like run. he's going to get some snaps, and he is a threat as well. Yeah. Pick him up, stash him on your bench in your fantasy league. I'm hoping Kenny Clark does what he did against Chicago because he owned the front of that line. I'm hoping well, he does and then the that's same the against other Minnesota. Thing, that's just the other thing is that I just don't know. Now, the Bears don't really have an established running game, so to speak. It's a committee by backfield very much, which you know I think is what Nagy is probably out. used to. They need to figure that out but Dalvin Cook's the guy in Minnesota yeah. I mean you're you're gonna see Madison on some snaps but and obviously don't forget the route running ability of of Adam Thielen and the sheer athleticism and strength of of uh Stefan Diggs it's a deadly combination when they're both on I mean there are a few offenses that have the firepower that the Minnesota Vikings do are you guys ever guilty of watching a player run the football and asking yourself if my life depended on could I like touch him yeah right. or could I like try to like disrupt he's like, a he, violent he runner he's a really violent a runner. monster, yeah. and I drafted him one year too late in fantasy. Gosh darn it. <laughs> it's too bad for you, Drew. Let's move on. Okay, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars heading to Houston to take on the Houston Texans. Oh, man, it's tough. I really want to pick Jacksonville. I really want to pick Jacksonville. I think I can't Stop. do it, though. I'm, I not, think I'm, gonna pick I, I'm not convinced yet Stop. that the uh, I'm not convinced yet that the Houston Texans have solved their issues keeping Deshaun Watson from getting sacked. The, and this the is a tough Saints, defense to The play. Saints defensive line was able to break through several times and, and, and sack him. The Saints line is just not And good. they're not that great. No. Yeah, their best, their best pass rusher, granted, is Cameron Jordan. And he's among the best edge rushers but in the Jacksonville league. But Jacksonville has four of But those. Jacksonville exactly has four of those guys and linebackers and corners who and safeties who can blitz you as well. I, I Can't think, wait to see I the mean, DeAndre Hopkins versus uh, Jalen Ramsey. Oh, that's going to be a hell that's of a be matchup. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of fun. Uh, I think they're going to leave him on an island to play so one-on-one. On one. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go with Houston here yeah. at home. See, even uh, with that, like uh, it's, it's, it's tough to go with Jacksonville because of the Minshew it, it, thing. It is. Drew, you going with Houston? I'm going Houston. I think it could get. Ugly. Oh, you ugly, got Houston ugly, big. ugly. Okay, rookie next. quarterback, Texans rush. I don't like it. All right, gentlemen, we've arrived. The last one. We have arrived uh, at the final game of the ten o'clock slate. 
the New England Patriots at mm. Hard Rock Stadium in South Florida to take on the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I'm picking New England. Yeah. The Pats. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's an easy pick. I, I am too. I'm taking I, the Pats. I, 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 yeah. Yeah. All right, next game. Yeah. Let's it's go not. A, it's not. An, it's not an easy we pick we because they've lost their last that. two there, and they're one and five in their last six there. Let's it's go not to the an next easy pick. pick. Let's start. <laughs> let's start the one o'clock slate. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, the four o'clock slate for those of you listening on the East Coast. Chiefs at Raiders. I think this is a better game than people think. I think so too. I agree with that. I was. I Oakland made me so much money this weekend after this hit hole Antonio Brown saga. It was that classic. Nobody believes in us. Only the people in this locker room think we can do anything. That whole thing. I guarantee you, Gruden was having them knocking on wood so much that they came out and lambasted the Denver Broncos early. Flacco came back late, made it a game, but Oakland came out really hot. Uh, Jonathan Abram out for the year. Out for the year going on the IR, and he was a hard-hitting player in that game. He was scary to watch in that game. I'm going to pick Kansas City. I think this is closer than people think. Yeah, I think so, too. I think the Raiders will come down off their high from last week. I, I think I think some of their real defensive inefficiencies will be exposed uh, against a team. I think the, the weakness of their secondary uh, and, and, the, the, and, and the inexperience of their defensive line yeah. will be exposed by Patrick Mahomes and that, that Chiefs offense yeah. where Sammy Watkins just absolutely – uh, Sammy fucking Eight. Watkins, uh, but also Eight. missing Tyreek Hill. Feasted. Missing, missing Tyreek Hill, yeah. who's going to be out with a couple weeks through uh, with a broken clavicle, not, not good. As as but a defense, you focus on Tyreek like, Hill. Now you can sort of focus on the other you aspects. Can, you, you can, know what you I mean? can, you can, you can reorganize your your sort because of priori- be your priorities. But there's still a lot of capable receivers that you have to cover out there. This is a breakout opportunity for the rookie Miko Hardman. I'm excited for it, Drew. I like Hardman, by the way. My favorite uh, betting statistic going into week two: if you were to bet against teams. That play open the season in back-to-back road games, and that applies with the uh, Chiefs this week. Mm-hmm. You would be fourteen and one, fourteen and one. Interesting trend. Um, I do think this game is going to be closer than people think. Can't take the Raiders, so I'll take the Chiefs. Okay, all right. We're only going wins here, folks. The best bets are coming. The lines, the spreads, the overs; those are coming in the next section. Let's go on to the half, second afternoon game. Yeah, and let's take another 500 mile trip. This time it's south, though. We're heading from Oakland to Los Angeles. We have the Saints in town here in beautiful, sunny Los Angeles at the Coliseum, the newly renovated Dangles, Coliseum Dangles. for the Rams' home opener against the Saints. And where are you going to be for this game? Dangles? I will be uh, in the fourth row at approximately the 30 yard line. <laughs> Um, uh, within oh, like I could, before. I could, he could have just spit, said he was going to the game. I could spit and hit. <laughs> no. I could spit and hit Johnny Hecker. I don't gotta hear that. You've been to these seats. You know where they are. Yeah, and I'm Take not gonna picture flaunt of it. I'm just gonna say, yeah, I'm going to the game. It's pretty cool. Well, I am, and it is pretty cool. And you are going and to see a uh, hell of a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah I definitely am. This was the game um, uh, when I was asked which of the games that I might like to go to this year. Uh, I was like that. One. And you got your first pick. <laughs> Jesus Christ! The people who give him these seats. Unbelievable. That, one, that uh, one. Props to Old Republic. However, I'm going to pick New Orleans to win this game because I continue my trend of I think New Orleans is the best team in the league. I think they played a really tough team in uh, Houston. I think Los Angeles played an okay team in Carolina. Both were close finishes. I think Los Angeles loses to Drew Brees and the Saints. I do, too. This is a revenge game for the Saints. Obviously, we all know what happened in the NFC Championship game last year. Even Sean McVay won't, uh, uh, admits it was pass interference. Um, I think everybody knows that, and I think <laughs> the Saints are bitter. Um, yeah, I'm sure you saw the number of people who were wearing referee uniforms in the Superdome mm-hmm. on uh, on Monday night. There were a lot of them, and, and no shortage of signs. Um, co- coincidentally, the same guy who made the uh, the inappropriate call leading the, the referee crew in the 
NFC Championship game was refereeing that game on Monday night as well. No way. Same dude. Wow. Same guy. I didn't know that. Yeah, How, same guy. NFL is so dumb. Same guy. Yeah. Drew, who do you got? I think it's going to be a great game. I'm very jealous, Dangles, uh, that you're going to be there. It should be a really, really good game. Um, I'll just give a slight edge to the Rams. Give me the Rams. Okay, we All got, right. we got, a, we got stand, a difference. I'll, I'll stand on an island there. All right, moving on. Final uh, game of the afternoon slate features the Chicago Bears in Denver. They get their second home game in a row, the Broncos. Both of these teams need a win. Both yeah, of these teams really badly. need a win. Uh, I'm going with Chicago because I was not impressed with anything Denver did. I think Oakland did come out on fire, but I, I just think Chicago is going to come out with ferociousness. How bad Trubisky looked. At least Trubisky can, like, run. Yeah. Joe Flacco is done to me. Like I don't, I don't, I, he does not look good. It's tough against that Bears rush. Good night. Give me the Bears all day. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Broncos here uh, at home. I am very much looking forward to watching the uh, pass rushing in this game. Two of the mm-hmm. absolute Absolutely. best at their craft in Absolutely. this game. Uh, well, three, if you guess, if you count Bradley Chubb. I was referring to uh, Von Miller and of course Khalil Mack, but Bradley Chubb has proven himself a very, very good pass rusher now, in his own right. Now Dangles. Who knows the Chicago defense better than Vic Fangio? Al, that's true. Nobody. He built that Chicago defense. He did build that Chicago defense. So if he has tricks to beat it, I think he's the one to do it. I'm still going to go with Chicago. Dangles has Denver. Let's move on to Sunday night. We'll see. Your Sunday night game is the uh, Philadelphia Eagles in Atlanta facing the Falcons. What a fucking joke Atlanta was this week. Wow, they were bad. Unbelievable. You don't think it was just a fluke? You don't think they'll get off off the ground? You know why it wasn't a fluke to me? Same shit happened last year. Yep. They did not start games all the time. They just did not start games. They put themselves into holes all over the face. Matt Ryan, who was MVP level last year, he had an amazing year last year, was throwing off his back foot, missing people left and right, throwing ducks, Josh Allen throws. I was so disappointed in Atlanta. I'm off them so far until they prove me wrong. I am picking the Eagles. I think this is a, a fork in the road for the Falcons specifically. I think Dan Quinn knows his job is on the line. Uh, prime time at home. They have to win this game. I'm going Falcons have to win this game. Okay. They're going to win Falcons. Yeah, I'm going to take Atlanta as well. Wow. I think they got to win at home. I, I agree with, I agree with Drew. I mean, Philly Philly needs to win too. Um uh, and and uh, you know, it'd be good if they could show up that show up in the running game. I will say if you if you agree with me on this listening at home, I would take a little bit of money and sprinkle it on Dan Quinn for his coach fired. Cuz yes, if Atlanta like starts to fall apart, if you think I'm right and Philly will win and Atlanta starts to fall apart, I think they make a move before Washington does with Gruden. Let's move on to Monday night. Monday night, we have the Cleveland Browns. I might be looking forward to this game more than I am anything besides the game I'm going to and the Patriots game. Cleveland Browns at the Meadowlands to play the Jets. This is going to be fun. This is going to be really fun. You got two two young defenses who are going to smash each other in the mouth. You got two young quarterbacks who are going to go out there and sling it around. Um, You got two feature backs. I mean, like, you got got good matchups at every single level of this game. I'm excited, man. I'm I'm excited. I think there was a lot of stuff to like from what the Jets did against Buffalo. Obviously, the result was not what you wanted, but that defense in Buffalo, as we know, is very real. And New York Jets played very good defense until Mosley went out. Le'Veon Bell's back. Mosley does not look like he's going to play in this game. And if you're a Le'Veon Bell fantasy owner, you have to be the happiest man on earth because every time he touched the ball against a very tough defense, he produced points. He was getting yards left and right. He was making catches. He is a focal point of that offense. Cleveland could not touch Derrick Henry if they had broomsticks on their hands. They were terrible against the run. I see Lev Bell running all over this team. I really don't know where to take it. This was Baker's first game last year against the Jets on prime time. I'm very excited to see the matchup return. I'm going to lean Cleveland. Mm. I don't know why, 
I'm going to lean Cleveland. This game's though. a coin flip to me. It's, it honestly I was gonna say, is. It's the hardest game of the week absolute, for me as well. This is an absolute coin flip. I, will I say, think you can make arguments on either side. This was my fourth best bet. It's not the one I'm taking. The over in this game is screaming take me. Is mm. screaming take me. I I'll think... talk a little bit about this a little Ooh. bit later on. Ooh. Ooh. I have a fun, Ooh. fun bet for this. All right, I'm taking Cleveland. You two need to make your pick to win before we get to King of the Coast. Oh, my God. I'm going to close uh. my eyes and take... Cleveland, I guess. Cleveland, Cleveland. rocks. Ugh, God, I'm going to go with the home field advantage and go gangrene. Gangrene. All oh. right. And Gotham that, green. That ends our week two weekly pick em again. Dangles has the best week on record with only three losses. Let's see if anyone can beat that this week. Let's move on now to our new segment, the way we end every week, end every show with the king of the coast. Left Coasters. Again, you are listening to the Left Coasters podcast. Tony Cavallo, Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer, Crookston. This is the favorite segment of mine now. This is the gambling segment of the show. This is the king of the coast. Each host was given 100 units to start the season. Each host is going to make three best bets every week. Put real units on the line. Whoever has the most units at the end of the year is the king of the coast. If you could guess, the man who won the weekly pick'em is also the winner of the King of the Coast so far. Dangles did the best. He has 105 units now, plus five for the week. I am sitting at 102 units, thanks to my money line bet on Green Bay. Drew, you lost money, but you only lost one. You have 99 units to play with. Mm. This week, the rules are the same. The minimums and maximum have not changed. You must spend at least eight units. The max bet you can make is a five-unit bet. So if you hear any host making a five-unit bet, that means they really, truly believe that this is what's going to happen this week. We all did really well. We have Mr. Super Contest over here who made his picks 10 days in advance and still only lost one unit. He made money doing the Super Contest, though. If you're listening to us, you are winning money. So, again, this is all about trying to make you money. If you're interested in hearing more about us, we have the Left Coast Gamblers on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Gmail. Send us your questions. Send us your inquiries. Send us your bad beats. We'd love to talk about them on the show. You can find us on SoundCloud, on Stitcher, on iTunes, everywhere you can hear a podcast. That's where we are. So, again, to help us grow, take five seconds of your time. Give us a like. Give us a review. Give us five stars. Tell us what you think. It will help us grow. Five seconds of your time is five new listeners for this podcast. That's five more people making money, and that's all we want to do here is make some money on the NFL. So let's go first. I'm going with the king. Dangles, you have 105 units to spend. What is the first bet of the week for you? Uh, Let's start with uh, something that shouldn't be a shocker to anybody. I'm taking the over in the uh, Saints-Rams game. Ooh, really? Yeah, absolutely. Minus uh, 52 points at minus 110. I'm betting a whole four units on that. Look, this is going to be a high-scoring game. This is going to be like a 33-30 final. Jared Goff's going to throw like four touchdowns. Bree's going to throw four touchdowns. This is going to be a high-scoring affair one way or another. New Orleans-LA Rams over... Over 52 points. Over 52 points and a four units. That that is not that hard to get to. That's a 27-21 game. You don't have to. That's not that hard to get to. It really isn't with two offenses like that. I hope it happens because that's a fun game to watch. Sure, absolutely. Well, maybe I hope it does too because I'm going to be there and I want to see. I want to see a fun game. So we'll mention it again. We'll see. All right, four units on the over 52 in New Orleans, L.A. Rams. Drewby, go up. Here we go, boys. I'm going to tread lightly with my first ever. Two-team Moneyline Parlay. Moneyline Parlay. Uh, Moneyline Parlay. You know in New York, no one circles the wagon like the Buffalo Bills. Listen, if Sterling Shepard doesn't play, the Giants literally have Evan Ingram, and that's it. Like, what are they? how are they going to score? Like, how are they going to move? I don't, I, I, I'm don't. i generally flabbergasted how they're going to move the ball. It uh, doesn't look like he's going to play, so uh-huh. 
the Bills defense is good enough as it is. I just I I love the Bills. So you in got that game. Buffalo to win as well as the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, I get was, out! I was quietly very surprised at how they looked, how Dalton looked, how how Taylor, their new coach, handled the game plan. I liked it, and I I just I'm telling you what, I am not buying any 49er stock right now. I did not. They just they I I don't I don't trust them. I don't okay. trust them. Okay, so you're so, taking so, Buffalo Cincinnati money line parlay for those listening at home. Money line means they must win, and parlay means he's got to get both right yes. to make money, which means it pays out a little bit better than most bets. Yes, it does. What is the payout? Two units to win. Four units and a little change. Okay. We'll go two to win four. Okay, two to win four. So he's trying to double up a two-unit bet on a Buffalo Cincy Moneyline parlay. My first bet is very easy, and I'm a little bit torn by the way you guys talked about this game. I'm I'm against both of you on this, but I really enjoy – this Jacksonville team, I really enjoy what Minnesota, uh, what Minshew did in his first week out there. I also don't think Houston has that great of a defense, especially against the run. You know who averaged over five yards a carry in a game that they barely ran at all? Leonard Fournette. And I think that guy is going to run all over this Houston defense and make life on Minshew a hell of a lot easier. That defense was embarrassed against Kansas City. They're going to come out guns a-blazing against an opponent that they hate in the Houston Texans, an opponent that they've beaten up before. I am expecting the plus nine to be covered for the Jacksonville Jaguars, a two-unit bet. Jacksonville plus nine. Dangles, number two is you. All right, uh, bet number two. I said I thought Seattle was going to win in Pittsburgh, and I'm going to stick with them for my second bet. Two units on the Seattle money line, plus 155 at Pittsburgh. So Seattle money line straight up to win two units to win three units. I like it. I like it a lot. It's going to have to make up for something that's coming later. Okay. (laughs) I'm uh this is good timing because as my friend Dangles to the right of me is taking a Seahawks money line getting four points, I'm gonna go the other way and lay Pittsburgh minus the four. Listen, Dangles, if you've wow. been betting on footballs for as long as I have, you would know that I Big haven't. Ben is eight and one ATS after twenty point defeats. I know he looks like he didn't miss a buffet in all <laughs> Vegas. Um, yeah, his, his I, head, can we talk about how huge he his head he looks? Is. He looks uncomfortable. Please, he looks uncomfortable. Like, like, but but here's the thing: I'm telling you that that Seahawks team, watching that Seahawks team, they barely were better than the Bengals. Yeah, they were. Uh, their offensive line is porous. Their defense is a shell of what it was. I really expect the 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 Steelers to come back and win by double digits here. So Give you the got Steelers Pittsburgh minus four. Minus four. How many units? Four, three units. Three units on Pittsburgh minus four from the King of the Coast loser right now. Mm, that's true. My second bet right here. I'm doing a little. Uh, I love these teasers. I didn't win it last year because of those Seattle Seahawks. So I've shortened last a three team teaser. Yeah, last week <laughs> I've shortened a three team teaser to a two team teaser. I think these are gimmies. I really wanted to make them each individual best bets, but something about the line made a little bit fishy. I decided to tease it, make it together. I'm taking the L.A. Chargers plus three against Detroit, and I'm taking Dallas down to a pick essentially, mm. plus a half a point against Washington. So I pretty much need Dallas to win and the Chargers to win or keep it within three. That's three units to make 2.5 back. Two-team teaser, Dallas and the Chargers. That's my second bet. Final bet of the week. Mr. Raining King right himself. All right. What are you going to do? This is where I screw myself. This is where I show <laughs> this is where I show uh what a novice I am at you've betting. Taken, you've taken the intelligence out. I have out. pulled the wool over all of your eyes up until this point <laughs> pretending like I actually know what I'm doing. But I don't know, something about this just jumped out at me when I was taking a look at it. I told you how excited I was for the Browns Jets game. Mm. So, I put together a little a two a little two bet teaser on the Browns Jets game. I told you I was uh, kind of excited for this uh and so I want to put a little money down on it. I'm taking the Browns at minus 145 
Those are the money line on the, the Browns. The money line on the Browns, and I'm going with the under of 46 at minus 110. Okay, so it's not so, a it's not a teaser, it's a parlay. I'm sorry, it's a did yep. I say teaser? I meant parlay. So yes, you're I taking apologize. The money line on the Browns. The Browns the, money line at minus 145 and the under at 46. In the in the Browns uh, Jets game. Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay, so you got the Browns to win Monday night football under. So how many units are you putting on that? 3 units. 3 units and that pays out 3 to win 6.5. Three to win 6.5 on Dangles, taking Cleveland to win in the under. What was it again? Under? Under 46. Under 46. I like that bet. I like that bet. Okay. Drooby. Yes, your sir. Last, your last bet of the week. Trying to make up ground on us. Yes, sir. Um, I like to ride teams when they're hot and fade teams when they're cold. I was so impressed with the Indianapolis Colts last week. I really was. They had every opportunity to win that game. Vinatieri is 107. I missed um, so many kicks. He didn't look like he could even make an extra point, honestly. Um, this Titans team, they played well, but they were playing against an overhyped Browns team. I think this is going to be a battle, low-scoring game, little edge in coaching of the Colts, Frank Reich. And I love this Colts team, man. I love wow. they're getting three points, Colts plus three, and that is for five units. Colts, five units. Colts plus the three. Interesting. Interesting bet. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see it because I don't trust Mariota at all. But that defense is It's so hard to know good. what he's going to do on a week-to-week basis. Bro. I know. It's going to be interesting. So we got a five-unit bet, a max bet from Drew on Indy plus three. It's down to me, and it's, I'm also putting a five-unit bet. Dangles kind of gave a little bit of this away, but I got some facts for you to back up this bet. Since 2009, that's 10 games, 10 games in Miami, New England is four and six in Miami, and only two of those four wins were more than two scores. New England. In Brady's last three years, three years of starting with Brady, they've gone two and two in their first four. They always start off slow and get it together late. Better yet, Bill Belichick against his disciples, against former Patriots in the first head coaching game in his life as a Patriot. Bill Belichick against disciples in their first matchup is only four and three. He's only four and three. And only two of those wins were more than two scores. You know what the spread is on this Miami New England game? I know what it's it is. Like 19 Plus points. 19 yeah. for Miami. Plus 19 for Miami. Listen, I don't think Miami's going to win. I obviously think the Patriots will come and win this game. But weird shit happens when you, they go down to Florida. And also, there was not a team in the league that got their asses kicked more than Miami. They supposedly have players asking their agents to get traded out. But you know what they are in true? They are professional football players. And no one, no adult male likes getting their ass kicked and then goes back next week and lays another egg. They are going to come out with their asses on fire. They are going to be ready to hit people in the mouth. Brian Flores is going to know what to do against Bill Belichick and McDaniels. They practice against them every week last year. I'm excited for this team. Plus 19 is a gimme to me. That is so many points in an NFL game. This is not going to be Baltimore again. Five units, Miami. Plus nineteen. I mean, I was looking hard at the money line in this game as a like as a as a. They're not going to win. Uh, they're not going to win. But if win. you if you have a little extra cash to spend this week, maybe you had a good week last weekend like Tony did, where he hit his he hit his three team Baltimore whatever bullshit you put win. together. They're they're probably not going to win. But if you have a little cash and you're feeling a little bit saucy. The Patriots, again, they are 1-5 and five in their last six visits to Miami, including losing the last two. They are 16-38 and 38 all time in Miami. Now, they have won more games than they have lost since Belichick and Brady have taken over in Miami. But something weird happens when the Patriots go to South Florida. I don't know what it is. They lost on a fucking Music City miracle fumble rooski 
lateral bullshit play last year. I'm not even asking plus for 11, that. Look, plus eleven hundred isn't crazy. I think oh, I like your you, bet. You, I like your you, bet you on gotta, the plus you nineteen. Admitted. You gotta get admitted. You're an idiot to take the plus eleven. <laughs> Look, I don't think that's as that, I don't think that's that nuts. If you got but a little extra I'm money, I'm dead last serious, week. guys. Funny I, things happen. I won money last week. I'm gonna win money this week, and I will be putting real Tony Cavallo money, not just the units in the King of the Coast game. I'll be putting real money on Miami plus nineteen. Before we end this show, Drew, I know you got something to say about this bet. I'm just curious about the narrative just of uh, Be- Be- uh, Belichick running up the score on a former assistant. Is there is there any empathy there from him with Flores? Absolutely like, not. One hundred percent. That's the no. thing. If they get yep. out, if they get out on, if they get out in, in ahead of them, I guarantee you. I guarantee you, Belichick is going to continue to put his foot on Flores's neck. He's going to is press it? the. If they get a lead, but again, he's going to press the gas. This is pedal. not the, these. These are professional football players. They are not going to allow themselves to get killed by fifty points in two weeks in a row. It's just not going to happen. Unless they're the Miami Dolphins and they're one of just the worst top to bottom football teams in the in, in the last long time like guys this this is a team that is on par with the browns from a few years ago they're with terrible. the winless lions they're, they're, terrible. they're very bad they're 19. very very bad. Is huge not only are they bad they didn't look like they like tried so that's i obviously am not touching and if guys are trying to get the hell out of the locker room yeah i mean that's it's just a bad man- i understand just, the history there it's I'm a, just, but it's a manhood thing like they got, they got embarrassed. They got flat out embarrassed. They're not going to get embarrassed two weeks it's in a row. Bad. This it's is not as happen. much. This is as much a referendum on Brian Flores as a head coach as it is on whether or not these players want to be there. Because this is his opportunity to come in and get that locker room behind him. I know we don't have the stars that everybody else does. I know we don't, you know, maybe have some of the pieces. And everyone thinks we're gonna suck. So go out there and prove him wrong. Hopefully, he learned his lesson from from Belichick, and hopefully, he's able to take that into that locker room. But I think this will be. This week and watching Brian Flores going up against his old team will be a very interesting um, look into whether or not this is a guy who's ready to be a head coach. It'll be interesting indeed. I'm betting on it. Plus five units on plus 19 for Miami. And that is it for the left coast gamblers. Tony Cavallo, Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer, Crookston. Very happy to do King of the Coast weekly pick em, gravestones. It was a fun week. It's going to be a great week of football. Dangles is going to give us a report from the sideline that he's on for the fucking mm. LA, LA New Orleans game. We're going to be sitting here like schlubs paying for beer and just watching on TV screens trying to make sure I get I'm all gonna the information. I'm going to be the one paying for beer. You guys are going to be getting free out of the fridge. You're talking about in the fourth row, they bring the beer to you. There's they, a waiter. That's not me, true. And Tony, me and Tony don't have 10 TVs. You know in the that's house. not true. You've been there. <laughs> get beer from the fridge. <laughs> so let's move on that's it for all of us thank you for listening again leave us a review to help us out and as always folks ram it Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased, and essential world news daily.